Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian Espinal, and joining me through Discord is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Cole partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, everybody? Hello. And uh, joining us through Discord also is our producer, and uh, <clears throat> it is Edgelord Big News Brian. What's up, nerds? Hello. Hello, everybody. Are you well? I'm well. I'm doing okay. New wall behind me. I don't know if it's permanent or not. I'm still figuring some stuff out on my part. But uh, hopefully we get the brick wall next week. Next time I don't set up. In, uh, don't worry, guys. <laughs> we thoroughly shamed him for changing walls. Yeah, I don't know what these guys deal is. They're very obsessed with my brick wall. <laughs> it's, uh, it is nice. Yeah, I'll give him that. Um but uh, we got a we got a pretty solid show this week. Let's get right into plugs. You could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? That's at JD Cole underscore three seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was four and three. That makes sense. Close enough. Yeah. 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 You're gonna make me do math <laughs> <laughs> during the opening. Uh, Brian, where are you, friend? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at b.esp. And if you ever, if I ever decide to stream anytime soon, uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Yeah. Uh, follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also follow our theme song guy, Drum Foo, at drum underscore foo on instagram he is awesome uh i think he made a movie i'll get more info on that oh but uh yeah check him out he's awesome uh if you have any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk to us about email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com or you can comment right below and uh we'll we'll talk back we'll be nice you know if you have any like things that you just want to educate about us <laughs> us about drop them if we get anything wrong please correct us uh, we do that sometimes, and people do that, and it's also very helpful. So let us know. Uh, also, if you're listening on iTunes, we are back on YouTube. So click the link in your description. It'll take you to our YouTube channel where you can subscribe. If we have any had any crossover with that, uh, please resubscribe. Uh, it, it would be super cool if you did that. Uh, and if you're listening on YouTube, we have a whole boatload of episodes uh, logged up on, Inst- on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Including the lost episodes that we lost during the copyright strike of 2020. Uh, it's it's a sad time, but we're back. Stronger than ever. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all the plugs. All right, guys. It's uh, time to get started. It is time to randomize. To randomize. Good. Black Clover. Uh, this, mm. this is Black Clover, Chapter 267, The Devil Binding Ritual. Uh, last we left off, uh, Asta was taken into this weird basement with Noct in order to uh, fight his inner hollow. I mean, the nine-tailed fox. I mean, his demon <laughs> that dwells within his his grimoire. Uh, and we get a better look at what the demon looks like. Um, it looks like it, it, it has like the spiky hair and stuff. It looks like a shonen protagonist in a way. It doesn't look like Asta, which is nice. It's not like a complete double of him. 
I thought that I, I thought that it was Asta actually. Yeah, he has but, um, he has the same hair as Asta. No, he doesn't. Don't Almost. He? Yeah, he does. Because well, like, it has the the hair in the middle, and then the hair splits out. It looks like they both have white, white, white spiky hair, and they're both kind of like, like they have the they have very similar build, I, I guess. guess. So I I just thought that that's what they were doing. Like, oh, he just manifested himself, or maybe. He happens to look like Asta from a past life, or I don't know, man. My, that's where my mind was going. Yeah, um, I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't really matter. So uh, upon being uh, revealed, uh, Asta's like, "Devil, is that you? That's what you really look like." I've been wanting to tell you something for ages. Thank you. And uh, yeah, knock the Shonen protagonist says something different than expected. <laughs> Well, it was very much expected, but <laughs> I yeah, didn't hate it. it's well documented that I, I enjoy these parts, actually, of Black Clover. I, I, I like that he's kind of like very forward like that. Yeah. I mean, it's model. Know, it, it, it's like it, Superman, you know? Yeah, it's nice. He, he basically goes, thank you. Without your power, I would have been dead <laughs> a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, and even that one time you helped me and stuff, and I, you know, all you wanted was my arm, not my whole entire life. Yeah, it's fine. I would have been like, yo, good looks, bro. We've been through the trenches together, man. So what's up? Like, yeah. you trying to get stronger? That's that's honestly how I go about it. I'm not about to be like, yeah, yeah, fuck you soft-ass, double-ass, bitch-ass <laughs> nigga. You, you know what I'm saying? I agree. I'm not going to. Why? You know? Yeah. Just because this corny-ass nigga in a ponytail told me I had to fight. Come on. I'm, I'm going to speak to my double first. Pretty much. You know? Yeah, the devil's shocked. He's like, I took your arm. And he's like, yeah, that was the deal. We made a deal. That's you cool, gave man. me power. You took my arm. And he's like, I guess I can't argue with that. <laughs> Which he can't. <laughs> nah, he just called him stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that. He didn't say, I can't argue with that. He said, oh, you a dumbass. And now I'm about to fuck you up. That's what he said. Right? That's how I had <laughs> to write. <laughs> I kind of like for a second he was like paused he was like he's right i guess but um yeah brian's right he does go like fuck this guy and then, <laughs> and then he uh he just uses uh asta's grimoire well first of all asta roasts him for being as short as he is so <laughs> he said and Come actually on, <laughs> i just remembered this was mad funny yeah it was nice he was like, I, wait a minute, you just pretended to be big this whole time, and you're just shorter, you're as short as I am. What the fuck? Damn, bro, come on. Asta's supposed to know this already. Short kings stick together. Yeah. Nah, not nah, Asta. He'll throw one under the bus. <laughs> they, like, stand on top of each other's shoulders and wear a trench coat. They look like they're they're big together. That's going to be a secret form. <laughs> when they yeah. finally get the funny thing is merge the their powers just together. shrugging off. All of these insults. <laughs> yeah, he goes, K, 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 K. He takes. Uh, what ads? I'm about to kill you, bro. <laughs> he takes the Demon Slayer sword. Out, he takes the Demon Slayer sword out of, uh, out of the grimoire. And Asa's like, You could use my powers? And he's like, Yeah, they're my powers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he tries to, like, slice them and dice them everywhere. He, sl- he just fly swats Asta with the sword at some point. The, with the surface edge of it and uh he starts talking all this shit is like 
you walked right into my turf. This time it's going to cost you more than an arm, you know. And uh, Asta's like, I don't want to fight you. But Nocta's like, no, you got to. Um, <laughs> fight. <laughs> you, really, you really have to. If you it's either you beat him and get stronger or he defeats you and then he takes over your body and you become a monster. Uh, and apparently all of the little skulls inside of this, like, basement are the people who tried this ritual and died. And Noct has been here for some of them and he personally put some of these skulls into the thing. And like, Jesus, Noct, <laughs> what the fuck is going on with you? That's pretty cool, though. It is pretty cool. It's pretty uh metal. <laughs> I will take your yeah, skull and put he's it cold in my, blooded. I get it. Put it in my shell. He doesn't really care that much. Yeah. It doesn't look like there's yeah. any room for any skulls. So many people have died. Um But uh in any way he's like, We only have two days to get stronger. You think we could do this by decent methods? I'm like, then why were you talking shit last week to the black bulls for being assholes? You're literally a devil worshiper. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you're kind of the worst. Yeah, what the fuck? Love them all. Yeah, the the Scarlet Witch chick, she just drinks too much. You summon <laughs> demons and kill people. Uh, but yeah, the demon continue. Asta's demon continues to go hard and try to destroy him. And uh, he's like, what are you waiting for? If he keeps up, he'll kill you. And Asta's like, no, he's actually not trying to kill me because I can feel his energy, his key, and he's mm. he's not actually trying to kill me. And then the devil's like, huh? He got cold out. Knocked has a smile at first, and then it immediately goes, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no such thing as a good devil, a devil with principles. <laughs> That's though, his choice of words. Yeah. And, Devils um, don't have principles. That is really funny. Yeah, and Asta's devil is like, ha he's right, I'm a real dickbag. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut you in line! <laughs> yeah, I'll cut you, I'll cut you real bad. Uh, so he's like, I'm going to steal your body, and then Asta goes like, just because you're a devil doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad guy. And What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, devil is just, the devil's like, oh! And then he starts to flash back as Asta reminds him of someone from the past. And we get a little flashback of one panel flashback of a woman being like, you aren't a bad guy at all. And uh, I guess this is Asta's mom, uh, which is. Uh, wow. It's not confirmed, but I guess it is. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe his ancestor. See? Mm, his grandma? I don't know. Somewhere. He was raised in an orphanage, right? Yeah, he's an yeah. orphan. He was brought to the Yeah, so we don't know who his parents are. I so I mean, they have the same eyes. If this devil looks like Asta, this woman is definitely looks exactly like Asta. In the face, for sure. They have the same eyes. Yeah. And yeah, that's the inside the circle. In the borders. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean... The whole devil, just because you're a devil doesn't mean you're a bad guy. It's like, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I mean, they have the word evil in their name, but whatever. I get what you're going with. I mean, can can you be a decent person if you have no principles? No. It's an interesting question. No. <laughs> you, you, you have, have principles. <laughs> yeah. 
And the whole thing is that they're arguing that he does have principles, after all. Maybe he does have principles. I mean, so yeah, do I'm devils sure inherently not have principles? I guess. Why else? Why would they? This is some weird test, obviously. Like, obviously, he's doing something right by not fighting him, I guess. No. He, I think Noct is too tight at this situation to, not, to be genuinely like, come on, kill this fucking devil. I think I think Asta got super duper lucky that his devil ended up being another Sundere. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Raka. I'm a this, devil. This guy, I'm a bad this boy. guy, he was born with no magic, but he's born with all the luck in the world. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's born with all the uh, the. His wizards. best friend is the king of the prince of the spade kingdom. Come yeah. on, man, <laughs> that's a lot. I mean, I, like I wish my guy. friend was a prince or something. God damn it! Yeah. Me too, man. How hooked up would you be? You know what? That takes kind. Of, that doesn't that take him kind of out of the Wizard King running if he decides to become the king of the Spade Kingdom? Yeah, because the Clover Kingdom has. Unless been. he conquers the the, Imagine he the just Clover Kingdom just out of sheer pettiness, yeah, just, just to just become the Wizard King, and then <laughs> his his entire army storms into the Clover Kingdom and kills a bunch of civilians. It is like Asta. I'm gonna be the Wizard King. <laughs> And Austin's going to be like, no, you know, I'm going to be the one. <laughs> and they smile and fight over the dead bodies of the Clover and Spade Kingdoms. I'm sure that's Wow, you just, you, you I just spoiled the ending. You to say spoilers at the beginning yeah. of uh, your little rant there, Chris. You're right. Kind of Thanks, fucked up, buddy. dude. I, I mean, I knew, it, that, I knew that that's exactly how it was going to end as well, <laughs> just by intuition. But come on, bro. You're right. That literally sounds word for word what's gonna happen. Sorry, guys. I know the I know the artist for this series. He told me. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, okay. that's all I gotta say about Black Clover. It was a good chapter. Where, uh, I liked it. I liked it was it. cool. I can't wait to I see what the, it's. I, what I found was interesting is that they focused on Asta. If this is Asta's mom, they focused on the mom. It usually doesn't happen. It's usually like the dad, which is cool. So you know, kudos to that. It's interesting, at least. Um, yeah. Just ready to move on. It's time to randomize. Dark Knight's Death Metal. Uh, this is Dark Knight's Death Metal number four. It is the event proper. We've had like a few tie-ins in between issues, but now we're back. Mm-hmm. And um, we're starting off with another Sergeant Rock rant. Uh He's a disembodied zombie head just talking shit <sighs> as the rest of the superheroes in the background are fighting for their goddamn lives. And uh, he gets picked up. He's basically narrates what's been going on. You know, he recaps this a little bit. Uh, he gets picked up by Ambush Bug, which was pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they run off to do things. Uh, meanwhile, in the Crisis of Infinite Earths world where the uh, the Trinity split up into different crises to, I guess stop the universes from fe- these chaotic universes from feeding power to Perpetua. Uh, Batman wakes up in the crisis of infinite earths where nothing is left uh, because in each of these crises they land in a crisis where they lost essentially. And on crisis in infinite earths uh, case, that means all of existence was pretty much wiped out. And oh yeah. By uh, the, Arv- the, the, uh, Mobius. What's his name? Mobius. Yeah. Um, and you know he's Batman's sitting there with a kid 
I guess a kid Mobius and he's like, You lost, haha, this is the universe where you lost. We thought of this already, so fuck you. And uh meanwhile in the final crisis, Superman is ganged up on by alternate Supermans as uh Darkseid, who was the villain of that run of that uh, event, is fully formed. He is now Apocalypse for real and he has taken over this universe, so He's like, now it's time. Yeah, his to design was kind of interesting. He, well, in that story, he took over somebody else's body. So this isn't the dark side we know necessarily. It took, it took over. Oh, yeah, he was the, oh, that black guy, right? No, it was a detective, <laughs> a fat detective dude. Uh, oh. Yeah. And, uh, and he has Green Lantern making a chair for him? Yeah, he basically, <laughs> yeah. He basically can control people now that he has an, the complete control over anti-life. It's weird. Doesn't that like go against what the Green Lantern ring is for, though? Like, if you don't have your own willpower, nah. like, doesn't the no? Ring his willpower is just that strong. He'd be his one of will- the strongest Green Lanterns ever. He wouldn't even have to use any apocalypse and energy or nothing. Just he just he is man. <laughs> yeah, anti life. That's is willpower. Anti life is just a whole different thing that affects like your core being as a person. Like it can shift your will into something else. If anything, and I guess that's the argument. There. Yeah. So he could be the greatest Green Lantern ever by siphoning everybody's through his own bow. Yeah, oh, man, that's crazy. That's a crazy thought. Yeah. So Darkseid okay. looks at at Batman, at Superman, is like, now it's time for you to turn me, turn you to my final son. You know, I'm gonna make you a nemesis, of my, uh, an ally of mine, by throwing you into this fire pit. And, Making you look like me. I, I went through the petty effort of making it Superman shaped. So, you know, <laughs> the petty effort. <laughs> so you know, take that. The, the contractors that I got to do this were very <laughs> weirded out. This was an expensive project. <laughs> Don't go to waste. Um, Wonder Woman wakes up in the tuning. Yeah, fort. Perpetua, Perpetua promised. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman take, wakes up in one of the uh, antennae used in uh in these crises to siphon off energy or whatever of the planet uh she's sitting next to a dead alternate reality version of lex luther who was the villain of infinite <laughs> crisis uh, and before her stands superboy prime which everybody loves i'm sure <laughs> uh he's floating there like i'm here to make everything yeah, well, a- make everything as it was you know superheroes suck now and i'm gonna change everything <laughs> The thing about Superboy Prime is that he's always been like an allegory to the fans, like whiny fans essentially that are like, "You didn't always used to be like this," you know. <laughs> so a lot of people don't like him for any reason because he's outwardly like making fun of, I guess, your customers in a way. But yeah, I mean, he definitely knocked knocked one woman out. He is still crazy. That was pretty gangster. So yeah, meanwhile, he's beyond that. I think he's stronger than regular Superman. Because yeah, he's, he's, he's got the anti-monitor thing on his chest, too. The same thing that he wears. I forget what that's called. I don't know. I guess it's an armor. He's a strong guy, man. Yeah, he's a, he's strong, a really strong, strong guy. guy. Meanwhile, the flashes are still running. Because that's all they're doing. <laughs> uh, the three flashes. Jay is again tired. Jay's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't know why I came. <laughs> he's an old ass man. Look at him. He looks so like he's getting older horse. the more he runs. <laughs> he is, bro. He's literally <laughs> training him away. Yeah. He's just doing it for the sport of it. 
And they really should be saving the speed for us. Like, he needs to actually take a seat. Yeah. And not metaphorically, literally. Yeah. So That's just my opinion, you know. They're basically but also running. metaphorically and literally. Yes. Yeah. So they're basically running. They're like, we're running out of time. We've got to call Jaro and see what's going on with the uh, with Superman, Batman, <laughs> and Wonder Woman. Uh, so they call him, and things are going very bad with Jaro, Harley Quinn, and Swamp Thing. Uh, they're being attacked by the Robin King. Uh, the King Edgelord himself is just like... Out of oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hate this kid. He drags out Jonah Hex, who just blew himself up in order to save everyone. He's still alive because he's a zombie. And uh, yeah. he's like, I, did, I didn't leave him there because I wanted to kill him in a more creative way. I have this, ni- this knife. Uh, it's called... Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's a knife that was forged by Neron, who was who's essentially the DC Universe's Mephisto. Uh, mm. If you stab anybody with this knife, you just go to the deepest like level of hell, and you get tortured forever. And I'm like, God, why do you have everything? Oh, it's like the Hellblade that Solemn has. I guess, but worse, because Kinda. like you end up... But worse, yeah, because yeah, to the deepest level, not just the forge. Yeah, where demons take forms of those who you sinned against and peel your flesh off your skin every single day. Oh my god. <laughs> and Jonah Hex I must have missed I skipped that part. Whoa. Yeah, Harley Quinn is like, please don't do this and then uh Hex Hex is like, Nah, I've earned it. Just go on ahead without me. And then Robin King just stabs his brain and then he dis- disintegrates into hell. Uh and to the deepest level of hell. Yeah, and now, right now, through this entire story, we have the knowledge that Jonah Hex is just getting his skin peeled off for eternity. So, thanks, DC. <laughs> cool. I never cared for Jonah Hex anyway. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Uh, well, why'd they have to do him like that, though? I don't know. Because it's edge as fuck, bro. I thought you should... You want to know why? You really acting brand new, bro. You want to know why? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Because all of that shit. And oh, because he said something nice to Harley Quinn. Like I'm pretty sure that all this happened before he's like after he said that nice shit to, to Harley Quinn, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now he yeah, he couldn't. He can't let them have any ounce of a W. That's what's going on. He's finding opportunity. Like he's even trying to give them small chances to think they're gonna have some type of W just so he could stomp it out. Yeah, this sure. is the DC's way of showing what happens when you simp. <laughs> you go to the deepest level. I suppose. <laughs> so Harley Quinn tries to beat the shit out of Robin King, but Robin King's like, ah, I'm going to talk more shit now. And uh, he just like pulls out a hammer. He's like, I know why you really use this. And Swamp Thing's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Why are we wasting our time with this boy? And uh, he just, he's like, I know why you really use it. So Swamp Thing just like caves in. It's like, well, I can't waste time with this right now. Caves in Robin King, and they try to fuck off. Meanwhile, back at the crisis of uh, on the infinite crisis world, uh, Diana gives this whole ass speech about like change is a part of life. It's the best part of life. Stop being a fucking nerd about the old, the good old days, dude. You gotta be better than that. And uh. Batman is just getting disintegrated in the Mobius un- in the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, universe, just bit by bit, and Mobius is just lounging like, mm, yes. yes, yeah, this is real easy. They sent the normal guy, yeah, the just the dude, 
um, Superman is getting roasted alive, and uh, he's yeah. transformed into one of Darkseid's minions. Uh, Calls Darkseid by his name. This just begs him for mercy. Is that what his Mucus name is? Oops. I thought his name was Dark. I, I guess that's what his real name is. His other name. I was wondering, like, who the fuck is Uxus? But I guess his name is Uxus. Um. So yeah, Wonder Woman continues her speech, and then as she continues her speech, somehow she ends up right behind him. I thought she was trapped in there, and I guess she just walked out and just ends up right behind Superboy Prime. Superboy Prime, wasting no time, just punches the shit out of her. He's like, how'd you get out? <laughs> and uh, He's just choking her up, like, jeez. Yeah. I mean, you can't say he don't waste no time, you know? He can't be like a typical villain that's like, what? How did you get out here and wait for an explanation? He just like, get out of here. Uh, they clash and stuff and argue for a while as like things get worse for both Superman and Batman and batman and then at some point like he's about to punch the shit out of her and then next page it's all good like i guess wonder woman just convinces him i i I had to read this over again because i'm like wait what to understand how it transitioned yeah basically superboy loaded up as she's like superman all he is is a shot in the dark and he's got a punch loaded up next page hey we're on our way back out Everything's cool. Hmm. So basically, she flipped Superboy, made him realize that he's actually a good guy, you know, through words, and I guess a little bit of action and stuff. And uh, they saved Batman and Superman from the reality, so they never turned into Dark Super Seed. I don't know. Dark Super Seed? I can't. Super Seed. <laughs> That's funny. And Batman never got turned into Play-Doh. So they good. I mean, I guess I'm they just won't. Like, were there? Did you guys run out of pages? They shattered those realities. It's all good. Okay, the Superboy. Punch yeah. Just no, they did a transition. This happened. Oh, what page? Is <laughs> oh, I'm missing pages on my version. Are you sure? Look, it goes from here. Uh huh. Punch, and then blue page, and then you and know then. What she convinced him otherwise, and they saved the day. Anyway, you don't need to see that. That's still not good. That's the one page. Yeah, Chris, you can't see it. What are you talking about? I can't see it. I don't. It'll happen. It's in the blue and it's in the imagery. Honestly, I just feel like you had to be of like perhaps a certain IQ, or you had to just you know be sharp enough to see these type of things. Unfortunately, you know, it's not for everybody. It's like when you look at fine art, you know? Yeah. See the meaning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess I'll let it go, but I was like, what? Blue thank page. You, thank you for that, Josh. I was complete. I would have been completely lost without that one <laughs> dialogue. I'm going to hang this up in my room, man. I'm going to get a page of that. Yeah. So anyway, anything, everything's good. <laughs> Superboy's a good boy now. We're all supposed to just be like, oh, okay, cool. You didn't just I mean, he should. Would you argue with him when he got back? I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I just that was legitimate. The moment arrived, I was like, nah, he's just a good guy now. And I guess it's just like, man, he can be whatever he wants to be. There's nothing I can do about I mean, it. I so. Guess. <laughs> so, yeah, they make it out. Uh, they, they link up with the Flashes. Jay Garrick is back there like, 
<laughs> he's not really tired, <laughs> but it, I like to imagine that he's like, finally, we fucking stopped. Um, so, yeah, they're like, okay, cool, we did it, right? Everything's everything's fixed. And then Batman, who laughs, is like, no, it's not. You actually gave me everything I needed. And I'm like, what are you talking? He, he basically used, <laughs> he rigged the Mobius chair somehow to redirect the power to him. I guess it was like that one second he touched it way back when uh, he was first chasing Wally. It was a real Eisen move. Uh, <laughs> to, to say I mean, least. I guess you're. I guess since he's Batman, you know. Yeah, I planned everything ahead of time, and then you guys gave me everything. That I makes planned. sense. Yeah, so he's like, "Let me. I'm about to remake the multiverse of my own image. Let me introduce you to the last fifty-two. <laughs> Is this the actual... Are they finally giving us the transition from the new 52 to what we have right now? Years later? Technically, no. Is that what's happening? No. That was Doom's Are we time. rebooting that was again? Like rebirth. No, they're not doing any rebirth. It's it's so weird how like they actually kind of a little bit plan to do like a time skip. <laughs> but now they threw all that shit out the window with 5G. Like They were just like, nah, never mind. They fired Dan DiDio, who was like the editor in chief of DC at the time. Was like, oh, all he was the one that was doing, setting up all of that, uh, the the like future superhero stuff. Yeah, and like they, with the okay. They're just repurposing it to like kind of a mini series type of deal, but it's not going to be what the future is for DC. Um, Major, nothing. Yeah, nothing crazy. I mean, anyway, that was uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal. I mean. I felt like I was missing some stuff. Uh, it felt like weirdly rushed, but I don't know. I guess I was wrong because there was one page that was missing from my Comixology downloaded book. Um, I don't know. I'm losing, I guess, interest in this. Uh, I feel like they artificially like push things forward. It could be way shorter than it is. Like Yeah. Like the whole thing with the Batman who laughs, like this was part of my plan the whole time has already happened. And that's how we got like the Doctor Manhattan suit thing going on. How many times can things just go exactly according to his plan? Cause he's Batman and the Joker too, and Doctor Manhattan now. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting that. Damn. <laughs> I mean, they should be losing. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. They I guess to I'm be just honest, not feeling man. It. You know what I mean? They need to come and help them, bro. I guess it all just comes down to that. It's just like, I'm not feeling it anymore. Uh, Greg Capullo's art is great. Bro, look who he is. That's it. Like, How do you win against that? I don't know. Is it even like a presence in like DC Comics? They have that. They have like the one above all in well, Marvel, right? They don't got... If there was anybody who could be that presence, is, I guess it's, it would have been the Anti-Monitor, but he's a little bitch now. <laughs> he's a big fat loser now. So, who knows? Um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe number five will be the thing that hooks me back. This is going to be like a seven-issue long event. So, I don't know. Maybe this is just like a little bit of a slump. But um, that's how I'm feeling about it. How about you, Josh? you want to any closing thoughts before I move on? Honestly, bro, I, I'm i just taking it one issue at a time. <laughs> I It, it kind of kill, killed my drive when you said that um, – they started becoming interested in it because I I am too. It's it's a lot happening. Though. Like 
whatever I say about My Hero Academia, it goes like times 10 for this. You know what I'm saying? Where they are just running through. But it makes sense to me because, you know, American comic sales are completely different from Shonen yeah. comic sales. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel for I them. I'm like, just trying to stay motivated and, and, and engaged. I guess, like, technically, this is a longer story than just Death Metal because this went on through Justice League into this. I don't know. Maybe maybe we are just like kind of like this is just a little bit of a slump in the story, but I don't know. Something about this issue was like, all right, <laughs> it is what it is. But um, anyway, ready to move on? Yes, sir. It's time to randomize. My Hero Academia. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are on My Hero Academia, Chapter 287, Mistake. Um, last we left off, we ended up in the One for All world, where uh, All for One and Shigaraki are also there. Midoriya is in, in a disembodied state, and Nanashimura showed up uh, to be like, we got this, young boy. Uh, so we pick up where we left off, and uh, All for One, oh, One for All, wait, All for One, right? I'm going to get those confused a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All for one is like starting to talk shit, and I knew that this is where I was like, "Oh wow, Josh loves this guy now," because the second he said, "Wow, a dead person," <laughs> yeah, he that was mad disrespectful. Like you know damn well who that is. But then again, she think- is just another iteration of it, you know. So I guess it really is like, oh, you got that guy over there. Ah, a dead person who happens to be it your is. grandmother. The pathetic, incompetent Nanashimura stands before us. I'm like, Jesus. Did he steal a shit-talking quirk, too? <laughs> oh, yes. He's getting the ultimate right now. So he basically explains. We get a little bit of like information about what this world is, in a way. Uh, they, In so many words, they explain like they're in the middle of a transplant, which is this is essentially what a visual representation of what it looks like to steal one for all. I guess, like being in this world and have this darkness overtake it. Uh, he's basically like, we're in the middle of a transplant. And essentially he explains that like, based on the premise that when people go through organ transplants, they get like slight changes in their personality or their tastes. So too, when you absorb quirks, you also take on somewhat of a consciousness of the original owner of that quirk. And that's what this world is in a way. It's uh, it's like a home for all of these consciousnesses of all of these quirk users that were taken by all for one, and also passed down through by one for all. Uh, it's probably more complicated than that, but that's basically what he's kind of saying. Uh, after we get that kind of information, oh, also when you get when you have this kind of ability to take quirks or pass down quirks you are able to interact with uh with these consciousnesses in in one for uh, all for one's case these these consciousness like kind of haunt him in his dreams which is like pretty wild they just can't they just come into his dreams and start talking shit to him um but he's like that don't affect me you know uh but uh, essentially he also explains that the reason One for All is able to access this world is because when he merged uh, One for All with the power stalking quirk that he gave 
his brother, all for one, uh, he created this environment, so to speak. Like the resulting power is the housing of this uh, this consciousness world, in a way. Am mm-hmm. I am I on track so far? I feel like I. I, I think so. Okay. They don't go. They don't go into super detail because I guess they plan on doing that later. But uh, that's kind of the gist. They they prohibit. They like intentionally leave out certain bits of information. It's very car- yeah. carefully worded. Um. But yeah, that's when uh, Shigaraki takes a look at his grandmother for the first time, not in a photo. You know what I mean? Like, and he wonders like why she was in his like weird consciousness thing. But um. Yeah, he he affirms his like, don't worry, I hate you too, Grandma. And then he starts using his quirk within the uh, all for one, oh one for all world, and he starts to affect it, and it starts to make it a little easier for them to steal one for all. Uh, and usually, only people of one for all can uh, affect this world in any way. But Shig- Shigaraki's hatred is so strong that he's able to influence it as well. Uh, but Shigaraki's attacks are not discriminate because he starts to unleash him on all for one. And Wolfram was like, whoops, I nearly forgot you hate me mm-hmm. too. Uh, yeah, he started getting, he started getting hit by the, by the erasure as well, right? Yeah. And, uh, he's like, good thing, but that's good in the, uh, the new symbol, Pillar of Terror. And that's when, uh, all for one's brother comes through and he's like, I'm here to protect Midoriya. We will follow him into nothing, into into any battle, you know. Uh, Shigaraki, once he shows up, like, one for all starts to, like, fight back even harder because he is the original one. It's 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 assumed that he has, like, the most power in this world. Uh, so, you know, Shigar- uh, all for one tries to, like, take, you know, use his power and combine it with Shigaraki's. And he starts talking shit about me, Doria, too. He's like, you shouldn't have given this power to this boy. He's weak, and he couldn't protect anybody, so why'd you give it to him? And uh, essentially, One For All owner, I guess we call him One For All for now, he's basically like, it wasn't a waste to give him these powers because, you know, he's a great guy, essentially. He's a, he's a very good boy who fights tooth and nail for others. He'll throw his own body into the fire to protect anybody. You know, and that's why we will follow him. Our powers is his. And, like, Midoriya starts to, like, blast forward, it seems. Like, he finds the strength to start getting up and moving in this world. And then at that instance, that's when the two separate in the real world. Midoriya and uh, Shigaraki. Uh, Shigaraki was just too beat up at this point to really make a difference in uh, in taking over the one-for-all world. Uh, and... Midoriya is pretty fucked up at this point so he's just like please don't start moving again as uh, begging yeah begging begging his god yeah <laughs> as all for one is as is telling Shigaraki to retreat for now because his body's too fucked up to do anything of of substance at this point uh meanwhile back at the city uh uh Giganto Machia is still fucking shit up throwing buildings whatever <laughs> making a real mess of things and Dobby is like yo I heard that Shigaraki's fighting Endeavor we should get ready to fucking kill Endeavor with a big smile on his face like a thirst bucket he is mm-hmm. and um, 
I guess Mr. Compress is like, are you good over there, Toga? <laughs> you seem to be just looking for people mm. now. Like, you seem to be scanning for those UA scamps you love so much. And uh, this is where Toga is basically like, where do they draw the line? If heroes are supposed to save people, was Jin not considered a person? Will they kill me too? That's what I want to ask Izuku and Ochaku. Depending on the uh, their answer, I'll be fine. That's where the chapter ends. Uh, so, so a lot to go through. <laughs> yeah, a lot of information. There's a lot this chapter. Yeah, this was a different chapter than I than what I remembered. Honestly, like uh, yeah, I felt myself really looking down and just kind of reading. I, I guess I really sped through this man when I when I read it last. But there was a lot packed in. Yeah, it's a lot. So of let's unpack. It's a lot of information, um, without also telling us much. Uh, it's pretty magical yeah. in that regard. Where I'm like. I'm going to really lost it up here and not tell you. I'll tell you just enough is what you want to hear. So real quick, I want to talk about this whole, uh, this whole like space, this all for one space or whatever. So I think like, cause, cause like, was it one for all? Is it one for all or all for one? one for the all. villain. One for all is the good one. All for one is the bad one. Okay. So all for one is talking about how... Like, I don't know why he brings that up specifically, right? Like, the fact that he got haunted in dreams by the people whose quirks he's stolen, right? Because I feel like that has something to do with this world that they're in, essentially, right? Because it's like... like to like they're both the same thing right like they both come from the same ability right so um, i'm thinking they have like the same worlds just in different ways i guess because um like i think josh mentioned this before the show but there's like there the differences in how their abilities are passed on or taken because mm -hmm. like obviously if you take a quirk for somebody you'll have a world where like oh, this world exactly where it's more um oppressive and more anger filled and i think yeah, one like, for all much. would be more supportive because it's a passing of the torch so yeah. i think they both have their own worlds inside of them for sure i think that's pretty valid um it seemed like it, it was it was a sh it almost seems like it's as if it's shared but be, but I think it's because yeah, their their quirks are. If it, I I I think I remember loosely that one one for all, is was something that came, like as a package with all for one. You know what I'm saying? Their 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 quirks are linked together, in one uh, in some sort of fashion. No, from what right? I understand is, uh, they're both separate quirks. So all for one. He can bestow upon quirks and he can steal quirks. One for all, you can only give quirks away. So you can't like yeah. take them from anybody. You can't like absorb someone's power. But all for one can. Uh I don't think they're linked. I think mm. they're I think what we see here is a manifestation of what it looks like when some when all for one is stealing a quirk. It's like a mental representation of that. So Especially because yeah. All for One has this. Oh, One for All has this special property where they're. It's similar to what All for One has, but it's not what. I get. I think it's closer that they have two separate worlds, where. Uh, all for One can be haunted by the people he's taken powers from. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, and the other one is obviously because they're not stealing other people's quirks. They they just speak to their successors. That's been passed down, you know. Yeah. So I, I yeah, that, that's why I felt like maybe that's why that's why I was thinking why like and Brian as well thinking the quirks were kind of linked or at least came from the same place because they have very similar properties, with the only difference really being that one person can take quirk. The reason that I don't know. I I think know. this is specific to one for all though, this successor. world. I think the reason that one for all, like they they by by their explanation, is the reason that one for all has this world to begin with, is because he was given a quirk by, uh, by all for one. So that strength quirk, that first quirk he gave him, that merged with all for one and created this all for one world, uh, one for all world, where he can tap into the consciousness of the quirk that was bestowed upon him. Oh, because one for all had to have stolen that strength quirk to give to the original user. That was the story yeah. initially. Is that like he was thought to be quirkless, one for all, but only through like because all for one gave him a quirk, he discovered his ability was actually the ability to pass on his pass on quirk. It's a others. it's a pass on. Yeah, you can only pass on with a one for all, but you can't absorb necessarily unless like someone willingly gives it to you. And with that, yeah. you get all of the previous powers that it has. It's it's a that's the best way I could sum it up. I think um, it's an interesting concept that you know, one for all has oh, all for one has like the ghost. So what about this then? So does that mean that all these uh, one for all people are just memories, not really spirits? They're not spirits. No, they're um, Be- because. The way that the way that I don't know the way that he describes the way that people are like linked to their quirks, like their personalities are linked to their quirks, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, is it actually like a spiritual thing or is it like a mental thing? No, yeah, it's not a spiritual thing. It's a mental thing. It's like their subconscious is transferred into you as well because, like, I guess it also goes back to like that quirk singularity thing. Every quirk is like more than just a power it's an essence of a person it's a part of you right yeah so essentially for lack of a better word like your consciousness also gets uploaded along with your quirk because it's so intrinsic oh okay that's why the nomu i think all have like exposed brain because it's obviously very linked to the brain it's something in your subconscious your mind your mind gets transferred as well mm. as your power is from what i get so does that mean the brains in nomu are human brain or like a human brain with a quirk yeah they could be like a like a hot chunks of respective brains yeah the nomu are just like experimental like these big hulking beasts that get i guess brains placed into them they don't really narrow down the exact method of how nomu are created that's what i feel they're like those russian soldiers with uh quirks basically yeah like transplanted in them from x-force yeah pretty much i yeah, I mean they obviously intentionally left a lot out here, and all for and all might himself doesn't seem to know everything about it himself. As, hence why, like he doesn't have a lot of information on certain users of uh, all for one. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I we had to see it expounded upon. I, they're really playing keep away with us with this whole like. No, actually, I do think they're linked. They're still linked. The the abilities because he mentions that. So he says. I find myself in the unique, uh, new, unique position of being able to interact with those consciousnesses, right? Mm-hmm. And then he says, "My brother also can meddle with 
quirks yeah, directly, and he power. also can interact with them. Yeah, because the very nature of their quirks, they have a similar power. So yeah, so I think they are linked in some way, though, because if they can both enter this this world, well, they can't. Right. That was the only reason they were in that world together is because Midoriya and uh, Shigaraki were linked together physically. That was the that was when Shigaraki uh-huh. was stealing one for all from him, and that's the only part of me to get in. Part of me wants to go back and read the chapters where, um, where uh, what's his name Shigaraki is going through the transfer of the ability, right? Because I feel like there's probably some more to this that we haven't noticed yet. Because I like there's still so much about this this world. That like they just they just barely touch on here. Well, I think now that I think about it, I think there's an interesting little nod to when Shimura was in, like Nana was in his dreamscape while he was being uh, while he was in the getting his powers transferred because he sees Nana Shimura with Deku, but he's also like that's true with me. And my theory is that like at some point Nana transferred her powers to All Might. And that's when, and as at a certain point, that's when All for One took her power and killed her. So that's why she exists in both planes. I don't think he took her power, though. You would have to in order to be part of the consciousness there. But no, it's it's like All for One can't take it, right? Remember, because I'm pretty sure he doesn't have any of the former One for Alls. No, yeah, All for because... One can take powers. Oh, because yeah. all of them are linked to the brother and the, oh, you're right. And Nana came up because because he killed his brother and took. No, he, he can never take the no, original he quirks. This quirk. He he can't take yeah, he any of the original quirks. I'm pretty sure because they're linked to one for all. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I'm, I guess I'm just digging at this point where I'm this like... no, because because her showing up there actually is is a big deal because that does show that they're probably linked, right? Because how else would Nana be there? That's the only way I would... Th- what the information we have available right now, that seems like the only way. Maybe... I don't know. I can't, I can't really say. <laughs> this, oh. this is just a lot more complicated. Like, the yeah. more I talk about it, the more complicated it gets for me, I think. I think it was supposed to be that way, though. I think he wrote it specifically so it could be more mysterious. I'm like, man, you are building your stuff I could up. dig it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the, yeah, the more I talk about it, though, the more interested I'm in. Because before, I was like, all right. Like, like this is the thing about this podcast is that when I read it initially, I'm like, this left a lot to be desired, right? But mm. once I started talking to you guys about it a little bit more and started getting more in depth, like, I started to see that, like, there's a lot more to it, you know? And this was actually a really big information chapter Man, and it also yeah, kind of breadcrumbs uh, of lore. It's like I'm, yeah. I, I guess I, I misinterpreted this as like, oh man, this is supposed to be a huge plate of information, but really it's just like small appetizers, little, yeah, it's like snacks, like not even a full, not even a whole Snickers bar, just the minis you get for Halloween. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, many sizes. Yeah, just bite, and, bite sizes of information, just to kind of want us having more. Because you yeah. can't. You, has there ever been a time in our lives? Well, yeah, I had one small piece of chocolate candy and didn't think, damn, I can go for another one. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, the cookies you know, and right? cream you Hershey. Never think of, and not active, repeated, constant. Just that one, you know? 
Yeah. Damn. One Piece does this. Now, I could too. go for another one if there was one next to me. You know, it's like bite-sized lore. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They they just drop these little nuggets just to keep us on our seat. It's effective. I'm not mad at it at all. I think it's really cool. Um, I just wish also, you could explain it already. I'm I'm over it. I do want. I want to know. Also, it's like um after that after they split out, it kind of gives more reason to keep the sh- the story going. You know, like. It gives, like, sure, they clashed here, and sure, like, it seems like this is where a climax would typically happen. It just shows how Shigaraki, even though he's this powerful, he's still not ready to take, like, to finish his goal and take all for one. I mean, one for all, right? Well, yes, he was a charred corpse at this point. Yeah, but it's also, (laughs) no, it's also that he didn't fully, like, he didn't finish the complete process, remember? Yeah, he was 70-something percent. Don't right. black out. Your your body must achieve completion. That means he has to find a way to finish finish his transfer somehow. Yes, obviously this was not going to be the final battle. I don't. I, I know, but it's like it. it like obviously was this wasn't going to be the final battle. Words. I know. I know. No, obviously this wasn't going to be the final battle, but it had like a feeling like it could be. You know, like the way that it was, the story was set up and everything. Yeah, I don't know. This is a great chapter. Um Again, just misses out on being RGC because a certain other series <laughs> did a thing, but um, it's very good. I mean, oh, you, mm. left me wanting more. Honestly, the Toga stuff oh, is just not interesting to me. I am interested in it, but for different, for but not because I agree with her. I'm kind of annoyed by it, but I want to see it get resolved. Like I. Because they're supposed to be the bad guys at the end of the day. We're not, they're not supposed to be agreeable. They're supposed to be somewhat relatable on a level where you can say, oh, okay, I mean, you're not a complete fucking lunatic doing things for no logical reason. Yeah. They're, they're, they're still, a lot of them are still kids, you know, especially Toga. She's, uh, you know, she's only a fucking teenager. So she still has a lot of big questions about the world, even though she's not all the way right in the head. And, I, I'm interested how, how they're going to go about it. But I want to save that thought for next week when they actually get into the chat. Yeah. yeah. There's just so much they need to resolve here. Like, it's either they resolve some of that stuff here or they save it for later. But yeah, I'll say there's this. just so much. With the Toga stuff, I. My Hero Academia does this thing, like, where I don't know, sometimes his dialogue is not great. Where he. Where I think he just has characters say things in a weird way. I think it could be translation, maybe, or, or like translation yeah, issues. Probably, yeah, maybe because he's probably very particular with how he says it in Japanese, and which makes it more challenging, I guess, in English. Yeah, I guess I got. That's my guess. A, a scanlation of that one page just to see what it is, just to see what like what they would interpret it. Yeah, as. the literal meaning. But right? it happens every now. And, it's not like not that censored bullshit. Yeah, My Hero Academia has like, I mean, it has like little nuggets of typical shonen dialogue sometimes where it's like that person you know like yeah it's purposely vague language and sometimes it's just like a little weirdly worded and maybe it is a translation issue but i don't know i just felt like that moment i'm like what are you talking what what does that mean (laughs) you know but um yeah that was my hero academia really great chapter um easily second place (laughs) from what Oh, I don't know. There was a lot. Of, there was another heartstring. Whatever. We'll get to it when we get to it. It is time 
The X-Books. Um, we have three again this week. Uh, we're going to start with Hellions number five, which is part six of 22 of Ten of Swords. Um, we start off a couple days ago, two days ago, before the culling, I guess. Uh, it is the resurrection of Empath, who was shot in the fucking face by uh, Grey Crow for running his goddamn mouth during the mission. <laughs> And you know he he breaks he punches out of the resurrection tube, and just is a real dick to Xavier as he's like bringing back his consciousness. Uh, the second he just like gets out, he's like, "What the fuck is happening? Where am I?" And Xavier is like, "Whoa, chill." He actually says, "Easy, child." Yeah. Easy, easy, man. Yeah, he throws his like gross egg goop at him too, and Xavier's like. Oh. <laughs> Everybody hates this guy, but they have to resurrect him just on principle that they resurrect all mutants, no matter how bad they are. So basically they're like, all right, well, you're back. And he just is a dick to everybody, to Hope and to Xavier. And uh, we get into the story proper. Uh, We start at the Quiet Council. Uh, They're all gathered to discuss how fucking wrong this whole thing went. Yeah, like, whoa, this... Things got way, way, way out of hand. Yeah, we really shouldn't Very let fast. Apocalypse do anything. We should, we should just said no. We put our foot down. You're not doing your weird magic garbage. But uh, yeah, essentially they come up with this plan because they don't want to lose mutants to the sword, this sword tournament. Because if you die in the other world, there's a chance you don't come back the same as we've established. Like the resurrection protocol is now damaged forever because if you die in other world it alters your personality and you get resurrected as an amalgam of all your alternate reality selves into one or something like that uh you're not the same as who you used to be so they come up with this plan he's like what if we sent the hellions into other world and just stole the other swords from morocco and they're like hmm okay i like it and uh i think mr sinister comes up with this idea and everybody's like all right, I guess it's better than losing, like, good mutants over this. Might as well let these, like, bad Suicide Squad mutants die in the other world. <laughs> that makes sense. But you have to go with them, Mr. Sinister. And uh, Mr. Sinister's like, fuck! No! I don't want to go! Uh, yeah, this is a really funny uh, chapter, man. You know, we to really get most of the humor out, we'd have to read it bubble by bubble, which is, that's not happening, but yeah. man, this is just kind of sinister at his, at his finest, man. Oh, really the, the writer does a really good job. It's basically uh, if book. you put like... So essentially what they're saying is they're going to sabotage their competition? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they're yes. like, they're yeah, cheat. we're not taking that risk. <laughs> they're going to cheat. And you know, right. Sinister's a sneaky guy, so you know, one of them was just smart enough to say, yeah, 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 if you can send your team out there, um, you just got to go with them. And he's like, I don't so want to. So if you try to do some dumb shit, you get yourself caught up too, motherfucker. Yeah. So you know. And remember, they die in other world. It's a wrap for you. So. So that you know, even outside of the tournament. Yeah. So he gathers his team together and brings down the news to them. Uh, Sinister makes a genetic clone of himself to send instead of him, but his genetic clone also doesn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> So they play rock, paper, scissors, and we actually don't know. We don't end up knowing who actually goes, which one of them actually ends up 
going with the Hellions. <laughs> uh, this is a really funny and entertaining book. I'll say this. Josh is absolutely correct. I had a great time reading this, honestly. Um, so he walks up to the Hellions and is like, all right, let's fucking go. And they pass through the portal. They have to enter Otherworld through Avalon because the external gate is sealed off by Saturnine. And uh, in Avalon, they have someone on the inside, but he's a real dick. So they had to like kind of convince him to uh, to let them through. It's Jamie Maddock, who is the brother of Captain Britain, uh, reality warping mutant, real asshole, and he is the king of Avalon <laughs> at this point. Uh, also asshole. Also, a lot of those guys in this one. Uh, he's trying to rein in a horse when they first arrive, which is important because it comes up again later. Uh, he basically is. Uh, they have to make a deal with him in order to. Uh, in order to get past, and essentially, Mr. Sinister is like, I'll make a genetic clone out of you, so if you end up dying here, you won't be gone forever, for real. And he's like, okay, but don't go without exchanging gifts. I'm a king. I must exchange gifts with you. And he basically exchanged this wild horse for Mr. Sinister's cloak. Uh, funny little moment. So now they have a horse. Um... They're walking through, and they can't get caught, by the way. They can't get caught trying to cheat because Saturnine will ruin their lives. So they can't... Yeah. They have to be real stealth about this, and they just kind of get caught immediately. Like, as they're strolling through, they like someone from Saturnine's guard comes by. He's like, hey, you're not supposed to fucking be here. What are you doing here? And he's like, we're just chilling, pass through, you know, hanging out. And, uh, you know, they, they still, like insist they get onto them and then uh sinister makes a deal with empath uh he's basically like hey you can your power is basically you can mind control people for the most part so why don't you mind control these guys into being our friends and i'll, I'll let you make gray crow your slave uh, <laughs> and he's like okay so he does it and yeah what an yo like he was really trying to bother it. yeah uh so yeah, Grey Crow is now completely under Empath's control, and he's making him do a lot of embarrassing shit. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny, and uh, you know they get horses from the from Saturnine's people because they mind control them, and they're on their way. Their quest continues, uh, and that's the end of Hellions. Uh, they're just riding away into the sunset. <laughs> uh, I I'm excited to see where this goes. This is they violated Grey Crow. They did. Yeah, <laughs> they this. Really did. Yeah, n- n- none of these guys are contestants, but um, I guess they're gonna have a. I'm sure they're gonna have a pretty serious role. So look, look, look. Yeah, I love how they in- integrated them. Like up top is like these guys aren't chosen, so we'll just make them do some petty shit that they're used to doing because they're the evil ones usually. I loved it. Uh, very. Funny. Let me ask you something. Do you think Mister Sinister is there for ulterior motives, or do you really think he's trying to like disrupt the situation with the tournament? I think like the stakes are way too high for him to be there for ulterior motives. Like, but it's just the sinister have, man, he like have any interest in Avalon or in other worlds, really. He has like his interest lies in Krakoa. He might, and if they lose, it's kind of like butting into his interest. I I don't think he has to be like. And on top of that, he didn't want to go at all. He rock paper scissors mm. his own clone into going. <laughs> yeah. True so, that, true that. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's cool. It makes it a little bit more entertaining, the fact that he really doesn't want to be there. It makes it a little bit more interesting Yeah. as well. Since there's, yeah, there's actual stakes involved now. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what? The more I think about it, this is my certified VGI. Very good issue of the week. Oh, certified okay. VGI. This is my personal one. I had a good time reading it. Now that I and talking about it made me realize how much I liked it. I thought it was very funny and enjoyable. Yeah, these Exosaur books were all really good. Actually, I agree. It's hard to choose, um, but yeah. Ne- next, we're moving on to uh, New Mutants number thirteen, part seven of twenty-two. Uh, RGC, please. Yeah, you get the. This is Josh's very good issue. Certified VGI. Certified. VGI. Oh, RGC for the manga, VGI yeah. for the fucking. Yeah. For the okay. Because <laughs> it's an issue, not a chapter. Okay, I, I forgot. And if you get it wrong again, we're going to have issues, not chapters. All right, Brian. <laughs> mm, that was. All right. That was fire. That was fire. <laughs> can I. Is, is there like a 10 card I can hold up? <laughs> We start off in Krakoa in the sunset. Magic is just looking upon Josh's favorite character. And uh, she gets a call from uh, from Cyclops and Cable. And she's basically like, hey, you, uh, Cable, you have that sword, uh, the Galador sword, right? And Cable's like, yeah. They're like, cool. That's one of the swords we need. You've been chosen to fight in a tournament to the death. Uh, <laughs> pull through. And, and uh, Cyclops is like, we're a little busy right now, but we'll come through. Sure. And that's it's pretty casual. He's yeah, like, we'll pull up in a few. Oh, fight for my life? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Cyclops wasn't there when, like, I guess shit went really bad. So they were like, "Yo, this is what was really funny, right?" Because like, she, <laughs> yo, he, so Cyclops says, "Uh, you know, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm down. Uh, no, no, okay. So this is what happens. You know, Magic's just briefing him on the situation about the tournament. She's talk, you know, talking to Cyclops, letting Cable know, like, yeah, yeah, you got to fight. So, like, Cyclops asks her, like, damn, like, it's a real bad situation, yeah. huh? And she's like, yo, listen, you know me. I'm I'm down for whatever. Right. I heard tournament, and they said me, and I, I ran over here. That's the first <laughs> thing I did. So, you know, <laughs> you know me. I love that shit. But I don't know about everybody else, you dig? <laughs> Yeah, we really need Cable, because not everybody is, like, a fighter in this team. Um, so, yeah, basically, like, you guys you guys are going to pull through. It's like, hey, I don't know when we're going to be there. Things could get complicated. We'll talk later. <laughs> She's like, all right. He, gets a, he asked if there was a time frame, and she said minutes, hours, days, something like that. They just said, all right, we'll be back as quickly. <laughs> like, that was a real subtle way to be sarcastic. Like, <laughs> buddy. ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> Honestly, preferably yeah. this second. Um, but yeah, they're doing something as we'll cover in the next book. Um, we uh, we then cut to uh, Cypher. Uh, Douglas, Cy- uh, he is the translator, the voice of Krakoa in a sense because his his mutant abilities, they, he can pretty much communicate with anything. Um, and he has been chosen as one of the warriors to fight in this tournament. Despite the fact that he is not a warrior type, um, his sword at is, all apparently his sword is the mutant warlock, who is this techno biological being that has been like resting on his arm as an armament for the pretty much the whole time that Krakow has been around. It's basically been his weapon that he protects himself with. Um, and uh, Douglas is like, "Shit, I'm gonna die, dude!" And 
Warlock is like, okay, it's, it'll be okay. I'm here, and I'm pretty cool. I'm, I can make myself into a sword, you know? Yes, duck friend. Do not worry. I like the way he talks, too. <laughs> yeah, right? This is fine. I, 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 yeah, I like Warlock, man. He's cool. Self-friend. More time for preparation. This is fine. Self-friend. More time for preparation. Maybe Saturday to understand yeah. that it is needed. Doug Because he's a robot, basically, you know? It's, it's, he's friend. very efficient. Doug friend and, uh, and self will work together. It's it's nice. They have like a cool little uh, friendship brewing. It's kind of like the Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. Man. So he's like, let's go practice. Let's go practice sword fighting. And then he turns into a sword. And he's a little heavy because Douglas is a weak boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Krakoa is like... <laughs> <laughs> And crack and yeah, <laughs> with a real mean mug in the background <laughs> the whole time. Crackle <laughs> has been a re- like real diva this entire arc, where he's just had a mean mug in the background this entire arc when people are deciding what to do. He's like, no, fight. No, he does not like this situation at all. No, he wants them to fight. He wants. Oh yeah, he does. He 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 wants the island to join. Yeah. with him, but he doesn't exactly care for the conditions behind it. Yeah. So kind of like a kid when they ask, like, "Oh, can I get some money?" And they're like, "Well, you got to do some chores." And they're like, "What? Come on!" Uh, I gotta wash the dishes anyway. At that point, Magic pops up and is like, "Hey, I can train you for the time that we have. Uh, we can at least work on you on making you not completely hopeless." Uh, and she just beats the shit out of him because, again, Douglas has no fighting experience. Really, it's not kind of his forte. So. You know, at that point, that's when he goes up to the Quiet Council. He's like, look, man, I just had a training session with Magic, and she whooped my ass. Uh, yeah, bad. Krakoa and I were talking. Uh, he, And they're basically arguing. To Cypher's credit, Cypher's like, I don't want to back down, but Krakoa doesn't want me to enter this tournament. If we could find a way to replace me somehow, that would be great because... Without me around, and if I die in Otherworld, Krakoa won't really have a way to communicate with you guys. Uh, and uh, Xavier's like, man, I don't make the rules. <laughs> mm. You were chosen, dude. It, you know, it is what it is, Krakoa. Deal with it. Uh, <laughs> and Cypher doesn't want to quit either. He just he wants to fight. He was chosen. He has to do it. But as a, as a matter of pride, in, in a sense... But Krakoa is still with the mean mug in the background, like... It's really funny. Uh, He goes through more training with magic. She still beats his ass. Um, Krakoa gets really protective of him. Just because if they do lose Cypher, Krakoa does lose a voice in the council. Um, So they have a kind of a chat, and and magic's like warning him. He's like, look, man. You got to be all in on this because the people that we're fighting, this is their whole life. Like, fighting to the death. They've been fighting for millennia. Yeah, that a thousand years. Just, like, really, all they've been doing, nothing else, just brutally murdering each other. And, you know, if you're going to step into that realm, you got to be ready. You know, I'll try to get you as strong as I can, but, you know, you got to look yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself. Um, you got to be all in. And that's when uh, she leaves, and uh, what's this guy's name? The em- the emperor dude is this? He's one of the Summers people. What <laughs> I think. 
I don't know why I keep forgetting his name. He pops up every now and then. He just comes through and he's like, I have a plan. What if I kill you mm-hmm. here and I take your place in the tournament while you're gone and they can resurrect you later? Because if I kill you here, you can still be resurrected. And Douglas is like, no, weirdo. Like, nah. I don't know about that one, man. Yeah. Warlock tries to pull up and he's like, are you sure you're strong enough to fight me, Warlock? And he's like, maybe not by myself, but with me and Krakoa here, you don't stand a chance. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I feel like you told me this already, but what is this guy's deal? Is he is know. he like super duper strong? Brian, like, can you look? I I don't know his name. I it's hard for me to like ask Brian to look him up. Uh, let me see if his name is in the credits. Exodus, can you look up Exodus, Brian? Mm. Uh, I believe yeah, he's like so one of the people this. that that hangs out at the Summer's house, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, but uh, let me know when you found it, Brian. We're just going to keep going ahead and then we can talk about it. I found it. Oh, you found it. Cool. Who is he? All right. Exodus. Um, Let me see who he's related to, actually. Um, do, 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 I just do. want to know. He's French Cup Krakowin. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Uh, confidence Empowerment. Telekinesis. Healing and Super Generation. Resurrection to, I guess, superhuman durability, teleportation, and uh, telepathy, all that shit. Oh, he's also a psionic vampire, too, apparently. Okay. Who, who I kind of understood the deal, and now I'm just kind of like, oh, I guess whoa, a psionic please. vampire is that he can just, like, empty your brain. Like, he can just, like, absorb your psyche, I guess. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's my best... He's a very strong telepath. I get it. Yeah, strong boy. He read minds too, probably. He ain't fucking with Professor X, though. No, I get no, it. No. Um, so, Doug is just chilling in his room. Uh, that's when uh, the grass type shows up with Krakoa in him. And uh, Krakoa is like, you know I don't like to talk to people this way. You know, <laughs> I would only do this if I, if it was an emergency. I do not like doing this. So, you know. Maybe he's right. Maybe uh, maybe Exodus is correct. Maybe you should find a replacement. And uh, Douglas is like basically like, man, look, I'm I know you're salty about this, but you know they made the rules. I got to do what I got to do. I don't want to do this, but I feel like I have to. So you know, it'd be that way. <laughs> um, we then cut to another training session with him and Ma- with him and Magic. And he's doing a little better. He's improved. Uh, and it's interesting. He The way he interprets it is that like he sees uh, Magic's movements as kind of like a language in and of itself. Like the language of combat, in a way. So he can kind of comprehend it in that sense. He's using his power to kind of see moves in that way and read people's movements. Which is interesting. I like it. Creative. Yeah, it's a creative way to use his like usually non-combatant powers. Uh, and then he's basically like, "You're." I can tell that by your movements, you're letting me win. Why are you doing that? And she's like, well, you're getting better, though. It's not that I'm completely letting you win. You're getting a little better. You're getting stronger. And Cypher's like, so do you think I have a chance? And she's like, the truth? <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, again, these. if you swing, if you raise that sword to fight someone on Otherworld, it'll be the last thing you ever last do. Last thing you ever do. 
and there's not a damn thing you can do to stop it. Oof. That's truth. That's keeping it real 100%, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the truth? Oh, you're going to die still. You're going to get... We're going to have to find a new communicator for Black Color. That's, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, and the... So the rest of us is going to have to pick up the slack so that... No, that's it. Even if they win the tournament, if you die in another world, that's it. That's not even Saturnite's fault. Yeah. Maybe it is. Mm, we'll see. Yeah. The, it's not it's, looking good for Doug Friend. No, not at all. <laughs> it doesn't look for D- good for Doug Friend at all. That's when uh, Doug Friend drops his sword alongside the other mutant warriors. And now they have four out of ten. Um, it was a really great issue. Uh Yeah, man, I'm not going to lie. This was really effective for me because I actually really like Magic and Cypher now. One character that was the target of my um, just completely random negativity (laughs) and another one that I had really no idea or clue of. And now I I respect them as characters more now. Mm. I get it. I get it. And you know, it's cool. I was just telling Brian this earlier that what I like about this Hickman run is that I, f- I don't feel like I have to know these characters. At least the way they're going about it now and the way they're being fleshed out in this tournament arc. It's even Storm. You know, I never was a huge Storm fan, but I had a renewed interest in her after that, after that book. And I'm just kind of excited to see what they have for the rest of the sword bearers. For sure. Speaking of which, we're moving on to the last X book. Oh, actually, real quick, I want to talk about yes. this guy a little bit. So I think, I think it's interesting that like they kind of showed his way of learning and fighting is by comparing it to like language, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe like his way of winning a fight possibly would be like him reading them or 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 watching their movements as if it's a language and he'll adapt from that. Yeah, I mean, that's what's implied. That's what's how he ta- plans on doing the thing. Um, yeah, that's what's going to give him any type of slight chance, but I don't, I don't, I just yeah. don't think he's athletic enough. He doesn't have, that's really what it is. He doesn't have the skill the, the, and the, the muscle memory and all of that. He's still a new fighter. He can, you can know exactly what's going to happen, but you still got to react to it, you right. know? And, yeah, the fact of the matter, I, I, I don't see fight. why he can't just turn into a full warlock mode, like a whole suit with the sword and just shoot mad lasers. I don't know at them, you know. I doubt it. I mean, right? I don't know what warlock's power is exactly. Like how much he can do, warlock. He's a technarch, man. He's a whole. He's a he's 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 phalanx. Oh shit, he is. Yeah, he. But he's a mutant. He's, he's a mutant one. So yeah, bro. Big boys, man. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know. So, that. I mean, who knows? Maybe oh, yeah. that will so happen. He, Warlock ain't no chump, I, but maybe I don't know. But he could. He also couldn't beat. Um, he also said that he couldn't. Him alone couldn't overpower Exodus. But maybe Exodus, Not that Exodus is just is like a chump. But maybe that Exodus is just like that next level. You know, that everybody, strong. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody on that council is like. Well, most of the people on that council. Mystique. Come yeah. on. Yeah, I was saying that's why I rescinded. I was like, most people on the council are actually probably that strong. But yeah, that was it for uh, New Mutants. It was pretty great. Uh, next is our final X-Book. Uh, Cable number five, part eight of 22, Ten of Swords. 
we pick up where we left off with Cable, where he ended up on the uh, the sword station. Uh, it was an empty sword station where he used his sword to activate this strange machine they found on board. Uh, and now that the sword station is activated, they, the Cyclops, Gene, and, uh, and Cable decide to split up and check the station for any clues as to what the fuck happened here. Uh, and that's when they get the call for magic again. Magic's like, hey, so... You know, I'm waiting. <laughs> we're, we're all down here. Minutes, hours, days, you know. The whole show. Something like that. So, you know, they're like, we'll be right down. God. And they continue with their little adventure. Um, both Gene and uh, and Cyclops and Cable find something simultaneously, it seems. Uh, Gene walks through a door and discovers a lone dude just standing there like, whoa. You turned your back on it, didn't you? You powered the station back on. Why would you do that? <laughs> and um, she's like, wait, who are you? What are you doing here? And uh, he he's like, ha- uh, at first, there was just the sound of it, the rhythm of it, the screams, the silence over and over again. And uh, basically, they were all killed by whatever this thing powers. He turns around, and he has this big fucking scar, like a symbol on his head. And black eyes completely. Mm. He's like, death would have been better. I'm like, damn. Death would have been better. Yeah. So she, he's like, she's like, what? Who did this to you? And he's like, we were unprepared. Not who, what? They tore through our defenses after we took the science lab. After we took the, we took the science lab at great cost. Managed to deploy agents to the other side, but they never came back. They think it's a, it's a virus of a sort. But everybody who could confirm that is dead at this point, except this guy. So Jean uses his powers, her powers, to try and um, and read his mind and discover what it was. Uh, and she can't get through because one of the first things that this virus does is it teaches you how to, I guess, guard against psychic intrusion. So they're like, uh, and Jean gets kicked out of his brain immediately. Uh, this guy just commits suicide right after. He just pulls the airlock, shoots himself out into space. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, now but Wrong one. Before saying we pledged our lives to defend this world, no one came for us. Damn, man. Apparently, there's going to be a new sword series coming out. And Cable's... Um, I guess he's going to be involved with it too. I don't know if it's going to have anything to do with X Men, but um, I think mutants. Obviously, there's a lot going on with Sword, with you know that lady saying that she quit Sword, and then this happening, and yeah, we'll see. see. So the future event. So Gene walks out of there. Is like, don't open any more doors. We're we're in trouble, and uh, Cyclops is basically like, too late. We did the thing, and there's this big ass portal. Just standing right before Cable and uh, and yeah, and they're like, and it's looking, it's looking like kind of like end of everything kind of portal, yeah. you know? As if this run doesn't have enough problems. Now they have this massive gate that unleashes virus, uh, manning virus into the world, and who pops through it? These weirdos in spacesuits. They're freaky. They walk through and they're the like, Vescors. The Vescors. All they say are cleanse, dissect. Learn. Learn. 
Yeah, you know, that like fucking nerd at the end has to learn. What a fucking <laughs> what a fucking loser. Yeah, that's the whole point: learning and moving on, and gaining information. Go to school. That's get it. <laughs> Hit the library. <laughs> get a job. Eat dinner. Hop on Fortnite. Pass the bar. <laughs> get married. Have children. <laughs> Pay the mortgage. Save up my 401k. All right, we can do this. <laughs> so retire. So, so Cyclops basically. <laughs> I didn't catch this at first, but he asked Gene, how bad am I going to feel after? And I guess he was literally implying like, so I'm definitely about to kill them. And she just confirms like, oh, no, 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 no. They're, they're definitely, they definitely need to die. It's, yeah, they bad boys. <laughs> don't worry. Go. Get them out of here. Um, blast away so you know they, they do and you know they destroy these guys and then more, more people walk through the yeah more people portal and... cable fucks off to go like get rid get the sword out of the power the station to depower it and he does he manages to just run over there and just pull it out real quick and it stops the horde from coming through the portal and then they just come back to krakoa and, uh, Fuck Krakoa! Just, just coming back to just this reality period with everybody. Everyone's books would have got involved. This would have been a whole event, bro. Yeah, that's this would have been a whole entire event. Yeah, Cable <laughs> takes his place beside the Warriors. They now have five, and we get a little bit of a sequence where Cyclops walks through the portal and talks to Magic for a second. Is like, she's like, so is it is it bad right now? And she, they're they're both like, yeah, we're both on a weird place right now. But let's focus on this current problem. Um, essentially, like they can't get through other worlds very easily, so they're gonna try to find a way around that so they can keep contact. Um, so, base, you know, they're basically like watch over Cable for us, and she's like, okay, it's not like I have enough to watch over, but whatever. I have a whole yeah, right. Of- I already gotta look after a uh, duck friend over there, but whatever. Cool. All right. I thought they think a fight, man. I thought he was good. I guess that's still their kid, so they're like, hey, man. Watch you don't have to just let him die if you have to. Yeah, if you can save him. You know? If you can save him, just don't let my son die. Um, yeah, I mean, this has been so cool. I I really have been enjoying this. And I think I, I said this last week, but I'm so glad that they really are just kind of like taking their time and exploring every one of these warriors and like giving us a reason to really like invest in them, especially the lesser known ones like Douglas and it's Dude, I'm 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 still I'm still caught up over the fact that we literally almost seen the end of Marvel six one six. If they didn't pull that sword out in time, they nearly. Bro, the dude, the dude, the, the dude that committed suicide, he said the same thing two times. Why would you? Do that. <laughs> like, as if you were supposed to know. But he was that bad. Yeah. He's like, oh, man. Like, why? This this, this has got to be more than this situation. That shit popped up out of nowhere. Like, what the fuck yeah. happened? You see what it they is? They even give forehead? a page talking about it a little bit. Yeah, pretty much. But um, I loved it a lot. Anomaly detected in the science lab. Yeah, I guess it's, it just kind of popped up. Yeah. That's scary, man. It's interesting to see where it goes. Um, I think that will be resolved in like the sword series that's coming because I know that it's mutant, it's mutant related. So it's yet another fucking X book we might have to cop. But um, until then, Ten of Swords still great. 
still trucking on. Uh, definitely pick it up. Uh, you guys want to ready to move on? It's time to randomize. Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, Nelly. Oh, boy. Sad face Kaisen. Yeah, um, uh, this is Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 125, a story about that girl. Um, it, This is a very interesting chapter. We get the... That girl? Yeah, we get a story, the backstory of Nobara, uh, our new favorite character that we've become so attached to over the last two chapters. Uh, and it turns out she's from this little village. Uh, she's always felt like an outsider there. Uh, and she met this friend uh, when they were in elementary school. She met this friend who just moved there. Uh, and because she was kind of an outsider, she had a fresh slate with them. She would always just go over to their house and play Smash Brothers with her dad, uh, who I'm convinced is now Josh. This is Josh in manga in the manga. <laughs> um, so that would be me. Yeah, just yeah like I said, you got really good at Ariel. That is me. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, good. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, she's she's just chilling. She didn't really like the other villagers, which is why she's taken to this girl, Fumi. Um, and several years later, they found out uh, this little secret base, which is another person who moved into their village is this teenage girl. Uh, they befriend her and they get really close to her and chill. And uh, at a certain point, for whatever reason, uh, she leaves. Like, she, there are these incidents that the, her house was vandalized by trash and snow and graffiti. So eventually she had to move. And uh, that really made uh, this girl very sad, uh, Nobara very sad. And it's the most emotion she's ever put out. Um, and then at some point when they graduated middle school, uh, Nobara headed off to the Jujutsu High. So she left her village and she looked at her friend Fumi who was staying behind and say, hey, make sure you get out too so we can all link up, all three of us. And, you know, just like the good old days, we can chill. Um, and uh, the the Fumi girl, she's like, oh, man, she's not crying for me like she cried for Sasori. Maybe I'm a little... Maybe I'm being a little selfish and expecting that she would. Um, but then she notices that, like, Nobara is, like, this close. She's, like, holding back tears as they're saying goodbye, and she gets on the train to Tokyo. Um, and then we cut to, I guess, the present time, where we meet Saori, who, after she moved, she's, I guess, a journalist uh, of a sort. Uh, and, you know, she's talking about the time, like, she's ha reminiscing about her time as, like, in that village with those girls and she's like i was afraid of you know reaching out to them because you know i i bet they'd be disappointed of how boring i am now like they looked up to me so much back then and now i'm just this i turned out to be this boring person who just got a job and you know doesn't really have anything going for her and then we cut to uh inside nobara's mind and she's thinking about it it's like everyone in that village is crazy of course that's not true but crazy people tend to be so tend to be loud so it just seems as if they're everywhere. They easily step on people's lives. At that moment, she remembers her friends, Gojo, uh, Itadori, uh, Megumi, the panda guy, the sound guy, the weapons girl. And she's like, or so I thought. And finally, she sees Fumi on, on the chair. And she's like, sorry, Fumi. I guess I can't keep our promise. And then we cut back to the subway station where they're at in Shibuya in the present time as she looks at Itadori and says tell everyone it wasn't so bad as like the place where Mahito touched her just starts to swell and vein up and then it just explodes like 
gruesome splatter, like her eyeball flies out and everything. And uh, that's the end. That's where the chapter ends. Nobara. I think she's still alive. <laughs> I, I, I hope so, man. Dude. That would really be lame if she just died like that. Dog, I mean, I can't. She could be eye patch fan now. I can't imagine she survives this. She'll be alive, and then she'll have an eye patch for the rest of the series. Eye patch. It's her Damn. whole half a face. You you could Explode. or she'll have the bandit style one. Yeah, the bandit like Donzo. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's gonna be cool and it's different for a female protagonist. It exploded. She'll be fine. Just her eyeballs. <laughs> she'll be alright, man. She'll be fine. Remember when we thought Endeavor died? People are more durable than this. I thought he got killed. It wasn't nearly like this. Endeavor still has his other eye. No, I think people are more durable in this series. Like, it takes a lot more than... I think it would take a lot more than this than to kill them. I think she's fine. She says her... Bro, I thought Endeavor was dead on that... Under under that thing's feet, man. That nigga was like... Boring. (laughs) Disrespectful. If this was any other series, I'd agree with you. But but people die in Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, they do. They do die, but it takes not, a lot not more. Characters that I like in that play Smash Bros. There's no way. <laughs> I think right, she's. I think she's still alive. She might. She might. I'm gonna call y'all niggas. Why? She might forget who she was, though. That's what yeah, I, I think. Like the Nobara that we know now. I think the Nobara that we know now is probably dead, but she's probably gonna be different after this. I think she's still alive, but she's probably gonna be different after this. Wow. Yeah, her whole face is gonna be different. I mean, I know, like Brian, her. I know Brian had endless faith. Not gonna have an eyeball no more. Huh? I know Brian had endless faith in the impossible, but I didn't expect this out of you, Josh. I think I think she's still alive. Mm, all right. We'll I mean, see. I'll hold back on the Mario Death sound effect for now. Yeah, save it for next okay. week. We'll okay, see yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. I res- thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. My God. But what a chapter though. I mean, if this is this is just like a devastatingly sad. Uh, I don't see how she could live, but in the event that she does, I think it's this whole flashback was her just like the artist was Akutami giving us like a goodbye to her. Essentially, that's why we're getting her backstory now at this very crucial. Mm. I know, man. I know. I hope, but that's that's cheap. I like how it's we cheap, uh, bro. I like in this flashback we essentially get her story from three different points of view. Um. From Fumi's, from the Saori girl, and from her own. I like it. It's like a nice little condensed flashback. Um, yeah. I appreciated it. This really pu- tugged at my heartstrings. I don't really even know how to feel about it. I guess, like, depending on whether she's actually dead, I don't think she is, but like, I don't think many people walk away from of an internal brain explosion. But I don't know. I could be wrong. Do you guys want to move on? I just hope that's not the case, that's all. But I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Um, it is time to randomize. From Tokyo. Avengers. Uh, number 37. The Age of Khonshu finale. Last we left off, Moon Knight absorbed the Phoenix Force into himself. As, uh, as Khonshu was in space fighting both Iron Man and Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is trying to hold back the Starbrand baby. She cannot because the Starbrand baby is very strong. Um, 
But uh, as Khonshu is like finishing off Iron Man, that's when Moon Knight, Phoenix Knight, Phoenix Knight, Moon Man pops up hmm. and just uppercuts the shit out of Khonshu, like dropping him all the way down. Shuriken! Yeah, Shuriken! All the way down to Earth. <laughs> so Khonshu sucks so bad. He's just down yeah, there, man. Like, his people they need to have a death battle with him and and and, uh, and fucking uh, John Johns. That's what I would <laughs> Yo, dude, it would be the who's most gonna evil. lose first. It would be the most. Not even who's gonna win. Who's gonna lose? It would be the most evenly matched battle of all time. Um, mm-hmm. Like like Chuck Norris versus Tagata pattern. For real. Um. So yeah, he he comes down there. His his followers immediately like Lord Konshu, The Avengers have come, and he's like. I don't got time for that right now. I'm fighting the Phoenix Force in space right now. I don't. I, I can't deal with this. So, you know, he just like decides to go beast mode and just unleashes the full extent of his powers. Sends a mummy werewolf army out into mm. the city <laughs> to fight, <laughs> fight the Avengers. And mummy and werewolf. They're not. They're not mummified werewolves, by the way, guys. Just Wait, mummies did, did plus he, werewolves. Did he get? Did he get spiked and then conveniently land in this place? Yes. Yeah, he teched that. Yeah, he landed directly <laughs> back in into his headquarters. <laughs> he got dumped. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Black Panther, I mean, you know, these werewolf and mummy people aren't even that fucking strong as Black Panther just like one pieces <laughs> punches his way through all of them. They're all fodder. Let's not play it. Let's not, let's not mince our words here, right? Yeah, he walks through it. They're and all just... glorified orange cones. And then he just... <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, just sandbags who just show cool moves against. I mean, I do want to spot, put a spot on what Brian said. He literally got spiked straight into his own pyramid. <laughs> with, his, with, his, with his people ready there to assist. Like, no. <laughs> his corner men came right. through. And it's like, you gotta right. work on body blows right now. You can't just stay here and take it. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> Black Panther just like walks through all these little fodder guys and then just kicks Khonshu in the face. Black Panther's just a guy, and he just was able to walk through these zombies. And... He's not just a no, guy. He's got the primordial power, power of the That's Panther. It's a thing now. I mean, it's a not... suit. It's a thing, thing. I guess so, but he just manages to just fly kick Khonshu in the fucking face. It shouldn't be that easy. He's a god. Uh, and Khonshu. Well, it was with Black Panther. <laughs> Everybody's just clowning Khonshu left and right. Khonshu's like, "Whatever, oh, man. man. I have Ghost Rider powers too." And then, oh boy! And then at that moment, the Ghost Rider car betrays him immediately as he tries to get in it. It bites him, and because Robbie Reyes is right over there, it's like, "Nah, bitch, I'm taking control of my ride again." It's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps getting oh, fucking God. rolled. <laughs> it's yeah. L after L after L for him. He's making up for all of John John's like consecutive L's. It may be tough. I don't know who's worse. He is They're like, Arg. You guys think y'all can have the biggest clown of them all? Huh. He's getting I got ready. you. He's getting I mean, ready. this is the same guy. He he went from being scared in the corner to ruling all the whole earth. Like that was a pretty And then You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They had the they was like, Yeah, we're gonna make him fall really hard. Yeah. So 
And they did. They did. And then Black Panther just takes the other primordial powers away from him, even though they're not his. He's just like, yo, come here for a minute. And then the powers <laughs> just go, okay. Yeah, hold these down for a second. So, you know, She-Hulk gets even more stronger. Yeah, yeah. He basically even more takes, powerful. He takes these powers and he distributes distributes them amongst Blade and She-Hulk, who already have powers. But Blade whatever. looks pretty cool. I mean, Blade could use that, I, I, I think. But yeah. Yeah, Captain America could just be Captain America still. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I'm good. I I got my shield. I'll be all right. And I'm American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm American. Well, at least I know I'm free. Yeah. Can you remember the song? <laughs> well, at least I know I'm free. Proud to be an American. Oh, man. Well, at least I know I'm free. What a what a what a low bar. <laughs> like, at least I know I'm free. Like dog, there's several other countries. <laughs> several more than least, more than not. At the very least, I know I'm free. Yeah, um, where things are a lot more fair. Anyway, so yeah, uh, She-Hulk has the uh, the Iron Fist powers. Blade has the uh, Doctor Strange powers. Uh, Captain America has the power of the flag. Uh, and you know they just fuck up all these werewolves and. Yeah, they're wrapping it up, man. It's, it's, it's real tough. The they, fighter, remember? Yeah, they chain they chain Conchu to the Ghost Rider car and just ram through the rest of these. <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ! Right. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture like the moment that they're the chaining him up. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture the moment where you know, like, right, get on the fucking car, bitch, well, yeah, and then he's just like, okay, and he just lays down and lets himself get chained up. <laughs> Tell you this, Brian. He, you don't see the process. He just is chained to the car. It's a given that he that they do all the things. They force him. But the, how? How isn't this guy supposed to be a big deal? Like not really. he's not supposed to get bodied this I mean, hard, right? Not even supposed to. He literally was. I mean, he she he had the pro. The <laughs> Avengers, bro. What do you want me to say? He was destined to lose to them. And I guess to Phoenix Moon Man. Yeah, so the Phoenix is like above the Earth. Like, you know, I could just destroy the Earth and stop Mephisto's plan <laughs> that way. Because the Phoenix Force is influencing him to just destroy the Earth. And uh, he's like, well, you know what? Phoenix Force does have a point. I could just I could just unibeam this entire planet to death. Uh, but, but that's when... Into the burnt place. Yeah, And that's when Mjolnir just like flies backward into that big mass of pla- like the uh planetary destruction thing or whatever it's called that pl- that pain did uh, yeah to block out the sun yeah but uh, oh yeah planetary yeah yeah uh, and that's when thor is released from it and he's like knight of moons you have disrespected the hammer of the all father thor square up and then he just like whatever man that, that nigga got the phoenix he's just there's no way you're winning in that real situation yeah but. you got beat up by iron fist conchu uh by iron fist moon knight you think you're gonna fight the phoenix but you know like uh moon knight just stands there like i don't really want to destroy the earth so i'll just let him hit me <laughs> yeah he just let him he, he took the hit yeah, he took the hit and um <laughs> conchu's still chained to the car just like ah, what have you done? I could, this was the only way to stop Mephisto. And um, Black Panther says, "Like you failed, Conchu, because we're the ones who hold, we're the people who hold hold the gods accountable." 
you are hereby under arrest in the name of Earth and its Avengers. Can you imagine Khonshu just in jail in Rikers Island? <laughs> Get in his corner, yes. <laughs> I love yes, that I idea. Or in the tombs. I love uh-huh. the idea that Khonshu, with his big skull brain, his skull face, has to go to court. He has to go to hearings. <laughs> they put him in cuffs and all that. <laughs> yeah. And then just just to add more insult to injury, they mark him as a as a um a public offender. Yeah, he has to <laughs> he has to get a lawyer. <laughs> that concept. So Moon Knight doesn't have the Phoenix Force anymore. Like Phoenix Force is like, really, bro? You're not gonna destroy this? whatever, dude. I'll just go find someone else and it, Send him out. <laughs> he said peace out and uh, it flies away and um Back at the moon in the summer house, Jean Grey senses like the Phoenix is back and is like, well, it's not here for me. So maybe it's here for, you know, someone else is looking for someone new. There will be a calling. And uh, who decides someone comes in, walks in from the background and is like, whatever, I'll take care of this. And it turns out it's Wolverine. Wolverine's going to try to intercept the Phoenix force. Um, Which... Jason Aaron has is incidentally actually has that happen at the end, like at the end of time, Wolverine has the Phoenix Force in mm. his, in his Thor run, so maybe they're building up to that. That's really interesting. That in the Thor run, that's how it would turn out. Yeah, ah. um, that's interesting. I I can't imagine that this Phoenix Force will once again be the center of conflict between the X Men and and the Avengers as it once was. But um, it's interesting that it's back, and it'll be a way to tie both of these stories together, make the X Men more relevant to the greater universe, I guess. But I'm here for it. This was Avengers number thirty-seven. It was, it was fun to watch Kanshu just get destroyed left and right. Um, yeah, she get smacked up. <laughs> she get hurt, basically. Yeah, just he got hurt, man. He got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, they sunned him real fast. <laughs> um, they little boyed him, man. Took him to the day. <laughs> Come here, little god boy. I was excited that they inched that in, in, in an Avengers book. Yeah. That was cool, even if it was just at the end. Like I like that there's going to be a joint situation happening soon. Yeah. I mean, damn, Wolverine is an Avenger, is he not? not he's, now. he's one of them. He's a former Avenger. Yeah, but he's one of the classic Avengers. All right, I know he's not one of the Avengers, but he's he's had a prominent role on the Avengers. Sure. Similar to how Spider-Man has, right? Yeah, that's why he was like such a in the middle during the uh, original Avengers versus X-Men conflict. Because he was so entrenched in both sides. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it actually plays out. I, I'm interested. Um, but that was uh, Avengers. Uh, you guys ready to? Move the fuck on. It's time to randomize. Hmm. Dr. Stone. Chapter 169. Dr. Stone, chapter 169, Risk or Heart. Um, last we left off. Alternative chapter. Suspension of Belief, part two. Um, okay, so basically, Senku decides to uh, enter a diplomatic discussion with uh, this engineer on on Zeno's island. Since he has Zeno captive, he's will. He's basically like, 
well, I'm going to keep your guy, so don't hurt any of my people, or we'll hurt him. Uh, also, here is the recipe for the revival fluid. Uh, make Wake up a million people and, you know, do whatever you want with them for now, but we're going to have, like, a big-ass labor force for later. We'll deal with that when we come. Uh, mm. And the the mechanic guy is, like, not really feeling it. He's like, well, whatever. You still have our guy, and we still have Stanley. He's going to chase you forever. Uh, <laughs> so I it, it is kind of weird, this whole thing, where he's like, look, we're kind of at a stalemate. I have your leader. We can kind of evade you if we wanted to. Uh, we gave you this this uh, this elixir so you can bring people back, and that's where our interests lie. So you know, now that you have it, just do what we both want to do, and then we'll deal with like the the things later. We'll have like a truce among us personally, and Stanley can do his thing and go after the guys if he wants. But for us here on the ship on the Perseus, and for you guys in Corn City, uh, we can just be together until like Zeno comes back until we are able to bring Zeno back I guess so I guess they're using Zeno as leverage so that they don't hurt their friends and that's really the extent of where Zeno lies mm. so you know the the president guy is like whatever you guys are gonna Stanley's gonna get you guys eventually so might as well do what you want so you know we have a deal we won't hurt your friends as long as mm. as long as we don't have Zeno uh, and Stanley doesn't take this well. He's just like, man, fuck this. He sees them coming, and then he takes a gun, he tries to shoot them, but then he notices on the very tip of their ship, uh, the petrification Medusa device is, like, right on the bow of their ship, so he decides to just shoot the shit out of it and send it flying. But that was all distractions so that Senku and them could get past them in time and kind of stop him, you know, try to you know get away from him, essentially. And Stanley's like, damn, you got me. Senku again lied. He said that there wasn't a petrification device. So, you know, it was just a bluff all along. They had one, but it doesn't work. Whatever. So, yeah, the people on the Xeno ship, which are uh, Taiju, Chrome, uh, Ukyo, the warrior, you know, the warriors that went on the island in the first place, are all off and have a separation again with the characters mm. of Perseus. Uh, Kohaku's with them as well. They all fly off and they do their fist in the air so they can block uh, Stanley's sightline and he can't just shoot them as they still rocket away in the boat. I, I can't really tell who's with who right now. So Kohaku's with Senku. Kohaku, Taiju, Ukyo, uh, Ryusui, um, Tsukishima, Su- right? That's his name. Sukasa. I keep mixing those names up. Sukasa. Sukasa? Yeah. The spear dude. Mozu. I think. Oh. Oh no, Mozu's not with them. Um, um no, he he's not, but I, I think the whole I think the the, the the combat squad is there on the left. Yeah, the combat squad is with them. They're not with okay, okay. But the Magma is with them now, right? And the dude with the glasses. All of these people putting their hands up, those are the people that are on the uh no, boat, right? Yeah, no, Yuzahara is Usury has stayed. Yeah, behind. okay. Magma stayed behind. Um, I don't know. It, it is kind of hard to remember. Who no, was, I think, okay, so not. for the sake of the panel, right? I think everybody 
this is the divider line. Mm-hmm. Everybody past that line, right? It's all on the ship. Like he's on the ship. He's on the ship. These people on the ship. These guys are on the ship, and then they're waving to her and the rest of uh, them on the no, boat. No, Magma's not with them. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. I could be wrong. I mean, no. I don't know. It is kind of hard to remember who's on the ship and who's not. But uh, We're going to find out yeah, for we're sure find soon out. anyway. Yeah. But in any case, they, they, they sail away, and their ne- next destination is South America, the place where it all started thousands of years ago. The origin of the Petra Bean. All right. I forgot that it started in South America. I'm I'm excited for the next step. Yeah, this is a good chapter. They wrapped it up. I'm not mad. I, at first, I was like, eh, it's kind of weird how they just kind of figured this all out, but whatever, it makes sense. And yeah. moving on to the next thing, it's cool. Yeah, it's just not the end, you know. Like, the, what can I say? I thought this was <laughs> kind of like building to be like the last arc, but I guess they got one more thing to do in South America and figure out. I think there's still other things to do. I mean, there. I thought even they, aside from South America, I thought it was going to be them like taking over Zeno's lab, building a spaceship, and going to the moon. Oh, from there, from yeah. Coin City directly. Oh, okay, like them okay. To be going other places as well, but it's interesting. I like it. Um, but in any case, that was Doctor Stone. Very fun chapter. Can't wait for next week. Um, it is time to randomize. The champ is here. Chainsaw Man. Oh, shiza. This is Chainsaw Man Chapter 88, Star Chainsaw. Um, There's a very specific reason this chapter didn't get a, um, R- RGC, uh, uh, RGC for me. Whoa. Well, this got me one. But, uh, I guess I'll do that. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. I know why it didn't win you over. I, I think I have the distinct knowledge. And I, I mean, it can be cured if something happens, but I don't think. Well, I think so. I think it can be remedied. I think like there's more than we see, but I'll let you know. I hope, man. I hope. So we start off not holding building. my breath, though. We're starting off in the building directly after uh, Chainsaw Man just blasted through Quan Chi and the other Sword Devil, the two Sword Devils. Uh, right on right the floor beneath him is the flamethrower devil who's just got both of his flamethrowers up in the air. And he just goes, burn for me, baby. And he unleashes the fire. Explosion. He gets sent flying. And that's when he gets like whipped by the whip devil. He kind of just turns. He's like, fuck you think this is? And then um, he is immediately just like blasted away before he can do anything to her by the bomb devil. Uh yeah, which is weird. So, uh, I'm gonna just say it right now. It doesn't look like Reza's trying to fight him. It looks like she's literally taking him away from the situation. And what does the chainsaw devil do? Just cuts her. Cut up in pieces. Well, he doesn't have Denji's memories about it, so to him, it's just the bomb devil. I know, but God damn it, cuts her up. I don't know. Was she trying to harm him? Because the other devil did say, "Huh." Blew him up and was, you know, what was she gonna do? Bring him up to the sky and blow him up? The fuck? Yeah, I would like to think that she was more saving the whip devil than anything, but maybe, maybe, I mean, that's what I also initially thought that she was just like grabbing him away from the fight so they could talk for a minute, but I guess not. I guess they had other plans. Um, so, you know, she's flying away, chainsaw man, uh, and you cuts her up, spear devils on the ground, just 
shot puts a, a spear right through his fucking chest. Uh, and Makima just like bang, 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 blasts him around um, and sends him flying into space. Uh, and Makima's like, how long can Chainsaw Man hold his breath? That's when Chainsaw Man fucking rips, just blasts into his own chest, rips out his heart, and baseball pitches it straight downward. Launches that shit down, man. I mean, oh, God. come on, dude. <laughs> and then regenerated from the heart that he threw, left his other thing just riding out there, you know, this just yeah. chainsaw body. Yeah, and just out in space. Re- as he's re-entering the stratosphere, he's like on fire. He's like gaining the fire like from the air friction uh so he's literally out regenerating the destructive force from the 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 the, the friction like that's that's not light man i wolverine would burn out man to his fucking skeleton obviously he'd he'd regenerate after but he's not gonna actively heal in that time yo this guy is crazy and then once he gets oh my gosh once he gets back into the atmosphere he like launches his chains off his chainsaw grapples the other devils up pulls them aside like the remaining ones like a grab move like a link grab move in smash brothers (laughs) just like he uses tether grabs them all and just yeah and then just (laughs) two page spread ends the chapter cutting straight in half through all of them through the flamethrower devil the spear devil and makima is dead again yes again yeah (laughs) And that was Chainsaw three times Man. I've seen her die already. Hoo-wee. Okay, so it's come to my attention. We were like, uh, someone commented on our last Chainsaw Man video. Uh, I'll give you the shout out. Her, uh, he explained the way that devils mm-hmm. work in terms of death. Uh, regular devils can shift between hell and earth when they die. Hybrids, yeah. like these guys and Denji, they can't die. As long as they're on Earth, as far as I know, right? I hope I'm explaining that right. They're, they're oh. pretty much immortal, uh, and I think f- he said something about fiends, but that's like the long and short of it. I'm gonna find the actual comment real fast. Um, well, fiends are separate from devils, anyway. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that's why I'm not worried about like the bomb devil thing because like she's tech. I guess she's tech- yeah. You think she's she's probably okay, right? So I mean, Makima was right. So why can't Reze be? I, I I need reconciliation. Yeah, he says devils move between. I'm gonna uh, pray. Devils move between hell and earth. When they die, hybrids cannot die. They can always be revived unless Chainsaw Man decides to eat them. So you know, he gives the example of Quan Chi when the devil, darkest yeah. devil, uh, when Quan Chi got decapitated. But one of her girls pulled her trigger. She came back. So I think, yeah, I think like they could just be resurrected if they're killed, as opposed to just regular devils, where you kind of have to kill them in hell to come back. Uh, thanks to Light Raven hmm. for that, by the way. Very much. Yeah, that. thanks, bro. Good shit. Uh, anytime, man. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, I just love the pure, like, crazy action. Dude, the fighting was just was pretty dope in of itself. Man, the spear dude trying to check yo, man. He thought he got him. He's like, nigga, what? <laughs> I mean, this is just one of the most entertaining one-sided fights I've ever seen. It's not like this is even close. It's just They all work fun. They charge so hard, man. 
Yeah, they're all doing. They didn't it. work together well, though. That was the problem. And I'm just like, why a chainsaw is the strongest? It can beat a bomb at this point, dude. Why not, man? I mean, I love it. I'm not really questioning it. But and a flamethrower guy. And flamethrower man, but uh, that was and a katana. Yeah, all of them. Man, Chainsaw Man's so cool. If anything, this series will just go down in history as being one of the coolest manga that ever existed. I just wish he could be a Smash Bros. character, man. He needs to be the next DLC, bro. He'll just one-shot everyone. I'd pay $100 for that. Hmm. I would. I would. Who wouldn't? Honestly? I would. Just I would whore it. my wallet out to Nintendo for that. Easy. <laughs> Easily. I feel like it's a, too, it's a little too metal for, for a Nintendo game. Bayonetta's in it. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's like but Bayonetta isn't that metal. She's pretty fucking metal, bro. But she's not she's literally naked. she's not chainsaw man metal, dude. All her clothing that you think you see is actually just hair. Oh, you know that? No, I did not. I know. When she uses her attacks, she gets naked. Nice. Yeah, pretty pretty metal. Nice. But not definitely promiscuous. But not rip out your heart in space, spike <laughs> it down to Earth metal. The whole is on that level, bro. Nigga, kiss the whole. I don't. I don't even know any metal bands, so I'm not gonna act like it. But how, motherfucking yeah, Chainsaw Man was really dope. I just was kind of salty over the situation. I mean, who knows? Maybe yeah. like next chapter, he'll be like, "Can you relax?" And then actually take him away and. They'll have a heartfelt conversation. You can finally have the ship. Like, yeah, where's where's Denji at? Is he in there somewhere? He is. Because, like, I guess because the Chainsaw Man was acting on his impulses, right? Like, imagine she's like, please wait. Stop chainsawing people. And he just swap. Just has like, (laughs) he's like, I wanted a hamburger. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah, I think Denji's still in there. That would be weird for that to not be the case. Anyway. Yeah, I have no idea how it's going to yeah. be. But, yeah. man, such great, such great series, such a great chapter. Um, and uh, that has been our show, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I think I got rid of the theme song. Damn it. Uh, anyway. Guys, stall for me. Say things. Before I get the uh, words. This was a fun week. Exercise just... popping. I'm just excited for One Piece to come back. All right. I'm reading it. Yeah. um, (laughs) This was a fun show. Thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys are right. Um, Next week should be a very fun week, honestly. We have One Piece back. I don't think we have any abstentions from the manga. And plus, I think we have our monthlies next week as well. So can't miss week next week. Um, But for now, you can find me at the Chris Espinal at... Twitch for his game gaming streams at oh, twitch.tv slash it's punchline links in the description of the audio version of the podcast if you just want to click on that subscribe to that or whatever you twitch people do um, email us at newdripcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk about uh, comment below like us subscribe us do the thing we, we're trying to rebuild our channel from what it used to be uh, it'd be very nice to have your help until then, thank you guys so much for listening. See you next week, and stay safe in your jump citizens.